People see me spending money on expensive shit and think I'm rich. Bitch, I'm not rich. I'm irresponsible. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. And live from Cinderella's Pumpkin Patch, I'm Doyen. You know, Doyen. <laughs> one of my other friends sent a text this morning. This was in another group chat. And she was like, guys, I had my first PSL of the season. And I'm so excited. Aww. And of course, I responded, boo. Yeah, yes, my yum. <laughs> told her i said because i don't know if i've ever said this in that particular group chat but i was like brace yourself i'm not a fan <laughs> but i usually do try and i don't i don't find it nasty so i do like try to drink some things in solidarity with the community <laughs> <laughs> but mostly i just i am excited when gingerbread uh season returns which is at the same time so actually the gingerbread lattes usually come back a couple of weeks before the pumpkin spice so yeah really i didn't know so i i'm excited about the gingerbread <laughs> lattes <laughs> so i like you i try to enjoy things on behalf of the community but i don't like molasses and that's a very integral part of gingerbread <laughs> You know, um, molasses on its own, I can't describe the taste. Um, because my granny is an old lady, she loves molasses candy, and I'm like, this tastes like dirt. I don't understand why we're eating <laughs> this, but I understand. I understand. So anyway, Doyen, tell us what you have had going on and what you are drinking tonight. I'm going to start with what I'm drinking, but also what I'm drinking it in. So I have a new Corksicle Leopard Print Cup. Um, it makes, it's giving me like, you know, hanging out my kids' baseball practice. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me what's in my cup. Mm -hmm. I'm just being a good mom. Anyways, also, um, I actually bought this bottle of wine when I had like a layover in Nashville. So it's from Del Monaco Winery and Vineyards, and it's called a Southern Rose Tennessee Table Wine. Um, mm. They do say it has tropical fruits and citrus on the palate. I've tasted a lot of strawberry in a way that I usually don't taste strawberry in rosés. It's usually just like a hint of strawberry, but this feels like they just dumped a whole can of strawberries <laughs> in. But it's good. It's a good, easy drinking wine. I feel like the southerner I am drinking it in my leopard print cup. <laughs> I don't know why, but I love the term table wine like mm -hmm. because it feels like it should be on the table at all times i love that term <laughs> table wine as long as i'm at that table yes as long as i'm at that table but i want to get like hot just sitting on the table <laughs> <laughs> what i've been up to um the other day james and i were looking for something to watch on netflix and there's this show, I think it's called Hello. But basically it was like this ex-cop and this like made up unicorn toy starts like rolling up. Like he's like, he's kind of like Dr. House. Like ex-cop, super drunk, high on everything. 
And this unicorn just pops out the blue. It's like, hey, I need you to help me find this person. And so the way they made this show, there's one time they were pretending that they shot him and there was like a whole dance movement and like just like the blood splashing around. And I'm like, this is too high tech. This show didn't make it a lot of seasons. It was two seasons. They spent way too much money on the production of that movie out of the season. And I knew that it was not going to be long lasting. So Um Does Patton Oswalt voice the unicorn? Mm-hmm. I wanna know. I forget you don't know white people. Sorry. I do. They all look the same and sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no. I think I know the show you're talking about. I never watched it, mm-hmm. but it sounds really familiar. I saw a show, and it made me think of your beau. And I meant to text you then and to to tell you to ask him was he going to watch it. I don't remember what it was, though. Mm-hmm. It'll come to me one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, my TV life has been mostly me watching all the other things that I've seen before already. Mm-hmm. Very heavy into Parks and Rec right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe we're on the last season of The Good Fight. So I'm starting it all the way over. <laughs> um, otherwise, that's it. Um, we had like a, a taste of fall last week. And then this week <laughs> it was like, you thought. Yeah. They're like, yeah. you thought. Same here. (laughs) Taste of fall last week. Taste we've actually been having a taste of fall for a couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. and then on Monday, well Sunday night, I always look at the weather to kind of plan out what I'm gonna wear, and I was like, shit, (laughs) it's gonna be top nineties, getting close to those triple digits again this week. So, (sighs) yeah. I'm sure Actually, the index don't check will the weather. Until the, you don't? Yeah, I just let it surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Or I step outside, and if I'm shocked by what's happening, then I'll check the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, that does not surprise me. Um, hey. <laughs> um I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say, what's going on with you? <laughs> oh, sure. Um, <laughs> so tonight, I am drinking a root beer fizz. And it's just root beer, gin, splash of lemon. And the recipe calls for refined sugar, but root beer has enough sugar in it. I'm not adding right. sugar. <laughs> right. Um, it is surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. Um, like I knew the gin and root beer would be fine because I, I, I root beer just like ginger beer. It's one of my go-to mixers, so mm-hmm. I knew that would be fine. But I was like, I don't know what the lemon is gonna do for this taste. But mm-hmm. I actually like it. It's like it's bright. It brightens it up. Yeah, I was thinking root beer and whiskey. I thought they would be good friends. I didn't even think about gin. Um, so I think I've mentioned this before on the show, but. Sometimes, like, if I haven't planned out what I'm going to drink for the show, I literally just Google what I have in my refrigerator and then put cocktail on the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I Googled root beer, uh, gin, rum, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cranberry juice, 
and then cocktail. Oh Lord. <laughs> and I mean, that's when I, when I don't hey when I don't plan it out ahead of time, I just Google what I have and stick cocktail on the end, and I let Google tell me what to do. So Google told me to make a root beer fizz. <laughs> yeah, I just was like, let me just go down to the wine fridge because I I didn't have anything. <laughs> and I try to save um like I try to save the wine or the softer drinks for the weeks that I produce because I don't cuz I don't want to get too drunk. So this is a doyen week to produce, so I was like, "Oh, I can just drink." <laughs> oh no. I choose violence every week. Might be you time do. for another. You do. Might be a time for another henchata. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm ready for that temperature warning. <laughs> we're warning you now. As soon as the temperature changes, we're going to have another henchata, rum chata, all chata episode. Because I'm ready. <laughs> also, here at Poor Life Decision, we're an old fashioned podcast. So, old fashions are coming back when it gets cold enough. They come <laughs> the only reason why I don't drink more old fashions is because I don't keep bitters on hand. That's literally the only reason why. But don't when I worry. go out to drink, I always order my two top drinks, gin tonic or an old fashioned. Those are my two top orders. That's what you're getting for Christmas is your bitters variety pack. It's going to be great. <laughs> the last set of bitters I had came from you too. <laughs> and once Lord. I used them up, I didn't buy anymore. Anyways, have you watched anything nice lately? Um, so this week (laughs) I actually did something quite similar uh, to what you were doing. The final season of Peaky Blinders has been released. Mm -hmm. So I started all the way from the beginning. Now it's been released for a while. It didn't just touch down this week. It's, It's been out for a couple of months now. But I've been Dragging my feet because um, Aunt Paul died. Well, the actress who plays Aunt Paul, she plays, um, um, I forgot words. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Narcissa in uh, Harry Potter. Uh, Uh, Malfoy's mom. Yeah. So it's that actress. She died in real life. And so I was like, I mean, she didn't have a big role in Harry Potter, but where I love her, where I grew to love her from was from Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not ready to watch the season without her. So I said, I'll start from the beginning. So I started from the beginning. Um, I've also, I want to say this about House of Dragon because it is so good. It is getting so good. And remember on this show, we call it Hot D. <laughs> So, so only my only thing about this show is <laughs> they about to piss me off with these rats, and that's all I got to say. Oh, I will um, say my little dragon Trina is getting bigger every day. Mm. Sometimes they're like, "Take her outside." And I'm like, "Who? Who's going outside?" <laughs> She's an so, indoor dragon. <laughs> I've been taking. I I can't. I don't even know my dragon name. I need to give her a nickname. Um. <laughs> Because I can't pronounce her name. Yeah, Trina is her nickname. Is something else. 
I'm gonna get, I'm gonna think of her a nickname, but I take mm-hmm. her out right now. I'm just gonna call her KJ for Chris Jr. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I take her outside sometimes when I go sit outside, and um, so you so to be clear, you have not taken her outside yet. Maybe once. I'm just telling you, she's an indoor dragon like her mom. <laughs> so have you seen the other dragons? No. Okay. So that'll be a surprise when you go outside. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, um, I, I'm loving House of Dragons, but they're about to piss me off with the rats. And I do want to say, listen, guys, I, I read the book. I know why I, I get it with the rats. I get it, but I need them to not. I just need them to not. That's it. Um, I want to love you. Let me love you. That's asking for too much. <laughs> I also started uh, The Serpent Queen, and mm, I can't, you know what? I should know this actress's name, but I don't. Uh, Join the club. She played um, in Fantastic Beast. She played the woman who had adopted Credence, mm. the mean woman. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Um, she also played the mother on Harlots, which was a show that came on Hulu. Oh, that I used yeah. to like. <laughs> Did you watch Harlots? Yeah, but like, at, I don't know, at some point in time when I was watching it, my mom would kept coming in the room and it was always the wrong scene. So I had to stop. How <laughs> Well, anyway, later. <laughs> she's an actress that I love and that I knew mm. I was going to love her in this role. And it is so freaking good. That's like, good. it is so freaking good. Mm-hmm. so anywho that's all I've been up to is just watching TV um, having little breakdowns at work but it's okay I was in the privacy of my own office mm-hmm. no one else was there no one else witnessed it but granny so <laughs> that's it and it is literally like I can laugh about it but it's literally just a combination of being overwhelmed overworked and being a black girl in charge of a bunch of white people. I so. feel you on every single bit of that. That's all I can say there. <laughs> so you can't always say what you want to say. And like, it's tiring because every, like I was telling granny was like every day I got to do mental gymnastics to figure out how to say one thing. Cause I got to watch the way I phrase shit, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's a lot. But anywho, I know y'all all feel my pain. I know y'all know. <laughs> I will say your eyebrows are popping. And then I'm going to move it over to our current events. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So I I love to see us land. You're going to hear this all the time on this episode, particularly all the time in general. But... Um, meet South Dakota's new corn ambassador, a boy that found out that corn is real. I will say I'm a little jealous because, no, I'm not going to say that. Okay, here's the thing. Corn in its original form, I'm not a big fan of. <laughs> well, you mean like corn on the cob? Mm-hmm. I don't It's a lot of work. It's all over my face. I just don't I love it. it. It's the only way I really like corn is on the cob. <laughs> but Tariq, seven-year-old's Tariq put some butter on his corn and <laughs> changed everything. Changed his entire life. And of course on social media he went viral for, you know, just 
that whole thing. And so it actually landed him a sweet gig last Saturday as South Dakota's official corn ambassador. Um, I love Tar- him so much. Tariq thinks that corn is a big, beautiful lump with knobs on it. <laughs> it's got the juice. It's got the juice. And his favorite part <laughs> is the juice. <laughs> and he just, he had such a love session with corn that uh, South Dakota caught on to it and they're making him their corn ambassador and I just love it (laughs) so much he's so adorable he's so adorable when that video came out on TikTok I watched it incessantly like I couldn't stop because it came out I was having a really hard time and it's just so much joy it's just so much joy you can't you you can't not feel the joy. You have to feel the joy. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's seeing just that little simple... child love corn. Mm-hmm. What? It's just the part about corn. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. I just want to so give him all the hugs. And corn. And corn. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's so funny. He's so, so much of an ambassador. He's like. Each ear of corn should cost a dollar, and everyone dollar. doesn't have to love it, but at least try it, especially with butter. I will say I love a low taste. Like, pile on all the unhealthy thing you can think of, and makes corn palpable to me. So, elotes and popcorn, I'm here for it. Actual corn, not so much. <laughs> Listen, that's probably... Like, I've had corn in a cup. I guess it was supposed to be in a lote, but it was in a cup. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Um, I like corn on the cob, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what the difference is. Like you gave a good argument for why that's not your preferred method. Mm-hmm. I don't have a, an argument for why it is my preferred, except that's the way I like it. I don't <laughs> like fried corn. I don't like corn, and I want it on the cob. <laughs> Or Good popcorn. I eat popcorn all the time, mm-hmm. but ah, <laughs> uh, you know, you like what you like. That's all I can say there. It's kind of <laughs> like how, like, I love every form of potatoes, but hash browns my least favorite form of potato. I don't know why it just is. <laughs> Y'all, I know that's not a visual podcast, <laughs> but my face is in shock and awe. I think it's because okay, usually okay. within hash browns, people easily make it too salty, and I don't like it. I like this. Yeah, one. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Mine but. are perfect. I'll make some for you. They're perfect. Okay, thank you. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next up, the Woman King owned the box office, earning mm-hmm. $19 million in its opening weekend. Um, it's directed by Gina Prince by the Wood, which is, I'm very enamored by her last name <laughs> and it starred Viola Davis and it was all female black lit film and so um I'm really excited because right now you know nobody really goes to the movies but the fact that it had 19 million in its open weekend was really good uh, their expectations of it was like 15 to 18 million goodbye Roxy um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sony projected the movie to be twelve million. So I'm like, oh, y'all try to under 
underrate us. And guess what? We killed that shit. <laughs> um, Have you been to see it yet? Not yet, because... Me neither. Um, I think I'm going to try to go either tomorrow or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to go this week, though. And you know, the black... The Kevin Samuel fans are sick because we made up a percentage, a large percentage of the weekend sales, and they love to blame every movie flop on us. But <laughs> <laughs> were black, 19% were white, 12% was Hispanic, and 10% were Asian. So it's not just black women, but like women of many races um, came, came to see it. So yeah, I'm the same. I need to go watch it, and I will. Uh, you, you know, I'm always just a little hesitant for black movies in the past few years because they're usually filled with trauma. But I'm put my big girl pants on and go watch it. <laughs> yeah, I also have to wait until like the crowd dies down because I don't like to be in a packed theater. So this is true. Yeah. Okay. So next up, uh, and I love 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 this um back before poor life decision there was a podcast we all sort of listened to and it was called serial it was about the first set season was about adnan saeed who was um convicted with just a whole bunch of sketchy evidence of killing his ex-girlfriend well this was in i think 2000 22 years later, he has been, oh, actually 1999, so 23 years later, um, he has been released from jail. And um, they tossed the the stuff of his case. And so he is released. He still has to be around. They track him with GPS, which is kind of ironic considering that was like their, you know, reasoning as to how he killed him. I don't know. I mean, killed her, but, um, but, but when they, I think the courts are going to decide if they want to retry him or just throw it all out, but super excited for Adnan because it's been a long time coming. It was bullshit <laughs> to begin with. I was so excited when I got that alert today and mm-hmm. they've had so many appeals and each time the appeals got thrown out and it was just like somebody asked me today like um did I think he did it and from the very beginning I thought he was innocent um mm. a lot of I would say this everybody white that I know that listened to it said they thought he was guilty and I didn't understand how we heard the same show Mm-hmm. And that's the end you come out on. But I will say this. Guilty or not, he should have never been convicted because everything was extremely circumstantial. Mm-hmm. His lawyer did a crappy job. His initial lawyer. He's mm-hmm. since gotten a new one. Um, So many things pointed to other people or another person, to be clear. Mm-hmm. And... They never followed up. They never... It was just so... He should not have been convicted. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think that's where people get mixed up. 
with juries, which is why I I don't know if I talked about this on the show or not, but the um the Curtis Flowers trial in Mississippi. After listening to a podcast that covered that, that let that that I felt so bad because anytime I got called for jury duty, I've always tried to get out of it. I will mm-hmm. never try to do that again. I will mm-hmm. always serve my jury duty because people don't. It's not really your job when you're on a jury to sit there and go on your emotions based on, do you think this person is innocent or guilty? Mm-hmm. You have to weigh the evidence. Mm-hmm. Is it enough? And the key phrase, without a shadow of a doubt, there was too much doubt. Mm-hmm. So I'm just so glad that he's free and I hope that he ends up being completely free of all this and there's no way to get back all that time that he lost. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. And my friends and I were talking about, like, you know, like, he just has so much to catch up on. Mm-hmm. I was like, Twitter's going to give him a spin. <laughs> I mean, I hope he avoids social media, in all honesty. Yeah. Because just as many of us who support him and are happy to see him out, it's that many more that are going to troll him to death. Mm-hmm. And I just, I hope he avoids it at all costs. Although, niggas in jail be in my DMs all the time, so he probably is very is familiar true. with social media because he probably got an account. I don't understand, sir, how you, what you, what you going to do for, I don't understand, sir. Why are you in my DMs? I'm not going to put none on your books. Uh, you know what? I got off topic. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 because I'm going to keep on that topic. So, <laughs> Um, a friend of a friend, he liked me before jail and I wasn't interested at that point either, but so he was in jail. I felt bad because the reason why he was in it was kind of fucked up. And so maybe I wrote him like one letter. He got way too excited about that letter. See, so I was like, no, no. <laughs> and so when you give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> so like last year he got released. So like I would be scrolling on Instagram and I see something and not really pay attention to see who was it and like like it. Boom. Be in my in my DMs. I'm like, no, sir. I I'm not a halfway house. Like that happens to me so much. Liking shit without paying attention. <laughs> like who posted this? Because that is important. Especially when people post like pictures of kids. I just automatically like pictures of kids. Mm-hmm. And then it, he it, was... it, here come an alert and it's like, God damn. He would long jump into my DMs. I'm like, sir. <laughs> no, no, no. Go back out there. <laughs> but yeah, he he was on social media pretty much the entire time. I was like, nobody's checking your, your shit. <laughs> Why are you on the phone? Anyways. Um, We're happy for Saeed, though. Yeah, we are. Um, Next up, this is a story from my beloved NPR. But basically it says patient satisfaction surveys fail to track how well hospitals treat people of color. And I'm like, what the fuck is new? Right. So usually, you know, they have those surveys and it's like, how'd your stay go? How clean and quiet was the room? How often did the nurses and doctors treat them with courtesy and respect? But there are other like crucial questions being asked uh, that aren't being asked from these surveys. Things like um, they don't poll patients on whether they've experienced discrimination during their treatment, which is a common complaint of diverse patient population. 
populations. And they also ask diverse groups of patients whether they receive culturally competent care. And that is a huge thing because even, I don't even work in, in a hospital, but I still feel like we all have work to do to become more culturally competent. Mm-hmm. We are, but of course the people, they make the decisions. This is my small complaint, I'll leave it alone. They don't even think about thinking beyond their mm-hmm. culture. <laughs> and so it becomes my problem or my issue to mm-hmm. address that like there's more cultures than even ours as Americans. But um so this guy he had um parsed out data collected from these national surveys and found that underneath the surface, um uh, they do speak to racial and ethical inequities in care, which is a huge problem that just continues to occur with no really useful s- discussions or work to make it better, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, and it, that's just talking about, you know, even race. You also have to remember like our LGBTQ um, communities and things like that where like universally like black people are always have the worst across the four measures that they were looking at yep. and like I said I think especially with our especially with our trans community I can only imagine it's so much worse for them yeah. so it's it is a very glaring issue and they are trying to survey it, but it's just not across the board. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, you know, evidence, like, of course I can say in my comments, okay, this happened. But, like, even putting it in a quantitative space, you like, on a scale from 1 to 10, <laughs> how well do you think you were treated culturally? They don't ever ask that question. So how are they supposed to look at the masses and be like, okay, this is where they're falling behind yeah it's just it's a lot to be sick or in pain or unwell and then also I have to advocate to get decent treatment it's just a lot mm-hmm. and then it's like you pay these people hundreds of dollars you can talk to me nice <laughs> you can listen to me when I'm talking to you like mm-hmm. Well, anyways, let's. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's why, and I'm sure we've talked about it in previous episodes, advocating for yourself, not being afraid to fire your healthcare professionals if they are not listening and if they're not providing right. you the care that you deserve. But alas. <laughs> so, lastly, I'm going to uh, talk about our Florida woman. <laughs> She's just a mess. Okay, Florida woman was arrested and charged with attempted first-degree murder after allegedly stabbing her roommates multiple times when she got mad when they asked her to leave their home. So she stabbed them, and then she went shopping because she thought that she had did, <laughs> did a sufficient job of stabbing them, which she hadn't. Um, so they located her driving not far from the location of the attack. She was detained and interviewed, and she initially denied any involvement with the incident. And even in, like, 
even in the photo, she looks pissed the fuck off. <laughs> I was like, what wow. happened? What they do? Apart from trying to kick her off. But um but she stated that after she believed the victims were deceased, she wanted to destroy evidence and left the location. So she changed her clothes and went shopping. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, except where it's for a Florida person. <laughs> That's all I got. I can't. <laughs> I can't claim to always know everybody's train of thought, but for her <laughs> that made sense. So yeah, and I kind of want to know where she went shopping. Like, was she at Target? <laughs> Did she go to the mall? Oh, doesn't matter. She's in jail now. <laughs> okay, so we're going to take a really quick break, and we'll be back. And we're back, and it is time for our Someone Something. Someone Something. And she's black. (laughs) Okay, so, um, in the recent 2022 Emmys last year, it was such a, not last year, last week, it was such a monumental moment for us and for black women in Hollywood. Um, So, Cheryl Lee Ralph and Quinta... I was saying sorry because I started crunching and I forgot. No, no, I didn't hear you. I was just making sure I said it right. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Um, Renson won big for, you know, Abbott Elementary. And I super love that show. Actually, I'm going to make a shirt that says the only Abbott I recognize is the elementary. That's a whole different story. (laughs) I live in Texas. Fuck. Okay. Abbott. Anyways, um, Lisa also won for her um, competition show to be a big girl, which um, I hope she has another season because I really want to be a big girl. I just I just need to do it in my life. Um, and then Zendaya won with her work with the Emmys. Did you want to say something? Um, they talked about uh, well, they, all all those women had um, some remarkable things like uh Shirley like I couldn't believe that that was Shirley Ralph's first Emmy like her first Emmy also just the second black woman to win that Emmy Mm -hmm. Jack A. Harry won the first time for 227 and like 227 probably before your time like I was gonna say that's probably before your time like that was a long time ago and then um uh, with Quinta uh, being uh, as young as she is to win. And I don't know who the other black woman who won uh, in her category, but she's also the second black woman. Mm-hmm. But one thing about Lizzo's that was so, like, for reality TV, as long as they've had this category, her sh- her show is only the third show to have won. Mm. I can't remember who held it down for years and years initially, but then Drag Race won for years and years and years, mm-hmm. and Lizzo broke the Drag Race streak. Mm-hmm. So, as much as I love Drag Race, there are a lot of issues, a lot of problematic things that comes with being a fan of RuPaul's. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna say it. I love him. Um, I just don't. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. 
Mm-hmm. So proud of her for that. Um, let me tell you something. <laughs> My brain just stopped working. Why can't I think of the name of the show? Zendaya's show that she won the Emmy for. Euphoria. Euphoria. Let me tell y'all something right now. I don't know if y'all watch Euphoria. Do you watch Euphoria? Did you watch it? Somewhere in the first season. <laughs> okay, we on second season. <laughs> that scene where Zendaya sitting at that table and she trying to open that Jolly Rancher. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I said, that girl deserved all the awards. <laughs> I, I just... I mean, I, I'm, I'm getting a surge of emotion just thinking about it. That mm. girl was acting. She put on her real acting acting that day. Mm. The, the, that's all I got to say. Just keep watching it. And when you get to the scene where she's sitting at that table and she's trying to open that Jolly Rancher, you going to know. I'm talking about snot was dripping and everything. See, that's <laughs> a that's a, um, a Viola you know, Viola believe in letting the snot run when she cried. Mm-hmm. I believe that's the key to getting the awards is you got to let the snot run. Mm-hmm. Here to tell you. Like, that scene, I was like, oh. Oh, she acting, acting today. She ain't playing today. I knew it. Speaking of snot running, Jennifer Hudson has reached EGOT status. And it's so funny because I saw a meme and it was like, she's won everything but American Idol. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's true. <laughs> Um, hey, I was just thinking about her in um fucking the cats movie and like oh. how do you have snot as a cat? I don't know. <laughs> I I did not see that. I did not see that. I Most saw people did the it. original cats, and that was enough. Most self-respecting uh, Lizzo... people didn't, but I am not self-respecting, <laughs> so I did. <laughs> uh, Lizzo also talked about her desires to be an egot, so. She's almost there. She's mm-hmm. got a couple of more to go. Well, she's got two of them for sure. Um, and oh, back to Shirley Ralph. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I got up out of my seat. I ugly cried mm-hmm. when I saw her speech. Mm-hmm. Ugly cried when she started singing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ugly cried. I cried during Lizzo's speech too, but it was kind of a different cry. Lizzo Lizzo's speech carried a lot of weight to it as well, but she had a way of injecting humor into what she was saying. Mm-hmm. But it was heavy as well what she what she said in her speech. But when Cheryl started, first of all, I I'm never not gonna watch it when it come across my timeline. I'm never mm-hmm. not gonna watch it every time, <laughs> mm-hmm. every time, and I just randomly just been going around saying but I sing no victim song like I just been <laughs> randomly saying <sighs> oh it's so just much. just just and then I saw a clip of her kids where they they showed they posted their recording from when she won but all you see is the camera going like this <laughs> and that made me cry too <laughs> It was. It was just amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was just amazing. Such a great night, and it was just like, um, yeah, it was so good to see them honored as they were. And I mean, part of it is like the Emmys. They they love honoring some show that's about to go out. So I will say, like, 
Ted Lasso rec shop, but it's their last season. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> but, you know, I was just really proud to see all of There were a couple other shows that I really loved that did well, but mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to... When I saw when I saw that you included this article, I said, you know what? Yeah, I just gonna focus on the black girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were several shows that I liked that did well. But yeah, I was so proud, so proud of Quinta. And Quinta's one of those girls, like if you know, you know. If you were there, you were there. Mm-hmm. And and it's like she feels like our friend. Mm-hmm. She's an early Twitter girl, one of my early, and it just feels like we've watched her. Mm-hmm. like we watched her get a job with BuzzFeed we watched her we, it just seemed like we watched her go through all this and it's like girl we did it yeah. we made it heard Issa we're like this is our right. success right <laughs> like girl I was watching Awkward Black Girl we did it right we made it. yes <laughs> um, yeah and then I think on this article that we shared it also talked about how not only was it them but they're working with a lot of black women uh-huh. And so this uh-huh. honor, like this honor, feels like all of us has it. I mean, I didn't do shit, does. but watch. But <laughs> I mean, but <laughs> this will win your for success all of us. is my success. So right. hey, I'm gonna claim it as a win. <laughs> right, right. I'm gonna add it to my year end review. <laughs> yes, yes. I watched Abbott Elementary to stop from cussing y'all out, and look, they won an Emmy. <laughs> and season two is coming real soon. Speaking uh, super of, excited. Um. Okay, I'm going to wait till you wrap this up because I want to fully, I don't want to disrupt any woman talk to say anything else. I'm going to wait till you wrap this up. Okay, I'm fully wrapped. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, <laughs> so speaking of, the final season of Atlanta has dropped. Well, the first episode or first two episodes. I, I didn't realize that, so I got to go watch it. I saw the notification. I was like, it came too early because we had to wait like, what, two, three years <laughs> for okay. season three? So I'm like, I'm not ready for four yet, so... Well, I'm ready. I'm going to watch it. I think I'm one of... uh, I may not be one of the few. Actually, I'm not one of the few because a lot of people that I know enjoy season three, but I really enjoy season three. So, Did you open that door? Yeah, I was hot. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Y'all, I thought the Holy Ghost was coming again, Doya. I didn't know what was happening. I just saw her door open. But I didn't see, like, her hand go for the knob or anything. I just see the door open. lower hand and not, like... Y'all, I thought the Holy Ghost was coming together. I don't know what I was going to do from over here, but I was going to do something. This is why it got me hot, and I just needed some air circulation. Yeah, like, I'm getting I'm getting stuffy and choked up and all that, because I'm getting warm, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but anywho, I just wanted to mention that later. We can move on. I'm, okay. I mean, my heart, like, dropped. When I'm I so sorry. And I, like... I saw a look on your face. I'm like, I could see how this happened. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right. Okay. Doya's fine, y'all. She fine. She's still yes. with us. It's a little hot, that's all. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and move on to our poor life decision. Poor life decision. Okay, y'all. Story time with Doyen. So, I found a new therapist. Um, my previous therapist, she's a really nice lady. <laughs> when you said story time, I felt like you needed some music oh, okay, to go okay, along fine. with that. <laughs> okay. So, earlier this year, I was with, like, an older Nigerian woman therapist. Really nice lady, but just wasn't giving me what I wanted at the okay. time. She was 
sort of CBT-ish as far as cognitive behavior therapy. And then at some point, she like had me read a Bible verse to her, and I was like, this is a lie. I mean, really nice lady, but I was just like, I just felt like when I said something that bothered me, I felt like she was trying to like just make it really, really positive immediately. And I'm like, well, maybe let's just, you know, sit with the trauma for a second. Yeah. So, long story short, um, I found a new therapist. I've moved on. I actually love my therapist. Um, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> she she feels like she's almost like a friend. I'm like, you want to go out? Oh, yeah, I forgot you're my therapist. <laughs> That's what happened with me and my therapist. I mean, we did not go out as friends, but like several times we both kind of mentioned if it wasn't for this, we'd be friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm so proud of you. Because, like, the yeah. old doyen would have said, nope, this sucks, not going to do it anymore. But mm-hmm. you look for somebody new to meet your needs. Yes. And I finally realized, I think I was reading, like, a social media post. Shout out to social media posts to educators. And they talked mm-hmm. about the different forms of therapy. And I was like, right now, I really want to work with, like, A, the kind of trauma that brought me to this point. Like, what what are my natural triggers here? And understanding what it is before we start getting into CBT and replacing behaviors and stuff like that. So um, my current therapist, I feel heard. I come at her with, like, seven different topics every single time. But (laughs) at the same time, you know, I feel like we're building that bond. And I think she's going to be great. So all that to say, my old therapist keeps texting me. (laughs) Or not texting me, but emailing me, like, Hey, are you okay? Just want to check on you. You want to book a session? And um, it's hard because it's a hard conversation to have. So today's topic is, here's exactly how to break up with your therapist. And the subtag says, no, you shouldn't ghost them, which is what I've been (laughs) doing and I need to be better about it. (laughs) So um, it's a little twisted how breaking up with your therapist it's one of those things it would be really nice to process with a therapist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so true. Uh, we don't like hurting people's feelings and having a breakup with a therapist might make you worry that you're doing just that. But think of it this way. Breaking up with your therapist releases both of you from a situation that may no longer be productive. Says Tamar Chansky, PhD psychologist and author of Freeing Yourself from Anxiety. As much as therapists are absolutely human beings and can have their feelings hurt, you can shift the frame of what this is about. It's not about hurting that person. It's about what you mean. going to say that again because as a people pleaser, I don't like listening to the facts sometimes. But it's not about hurting that person. It's about what you need. That's right. So first we're going to talk about some indicators um, that you should consider breaking up with your therapist. And then we'll talk about tips to make it painless as possible to start chris have you ever broken up with a therapist no i really lucked up i really <laughs> looked up but i was very intentional on also just being someone in my career field i've dealt with so many therapists for work mm-hmm. and so i had an idea of what would work best for me and so i was very intentional with my uh, primary care physician when I asked her to help me find a therapist. Mm-hmm. She sent me to behavioral health where they had me take like a like a quiz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like a 
one of those uh Cosmo quizzes. No, but it was basically like you know to see where I best fit, mm-hmm. and yeah, I really lucked up. I'm I'm having a hard time finding a replacement, mm-hmm. but I really lucked up the first time. I was thinking of like Buzzfeed cheese quiz <laughs> where it's like pick these three cheeses and we'll tell you what kind of therapist you need. Yeah. <laughs> And the blue cheese person needs it the most. Anyways. <laughs> I love blue cheese! <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> I love blue cheese! <laughs> okay. I do not like it. My boyfriend brought home a sandwich, a, a burger. And I love burgers. I just, something about bread and meat in between it makes me happy. But it has blue cheese, but I don't like blue cheese. But I, I like the burger, delicious. so I've taken at least three bites of it. But I don't and like it. Was blue delicious, cheese. wasn't it? No, blue cheese tastes musty. <laughs> I taste it in my nose. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, well, it's literally mold. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay. So here's some signs that it might be time to break up with your therapist. One, if they tell you to stop drinking, as I read from the <laughs> that's not what they say. Clearly, <laughs> okay. So, first of all, your sessions aren't making you feel better overall. Ideally, you should walk away from therapy feeling like your therapist has lifted some of your burden, not added to it. In reality, it's normal to sometimes leave therapy feeling upset due to the emotions on the, that the process can stir up. But that's different from feeling distressed every time or nearly every time you leave because your therapist isn't listening to you, isn't sensitive enough to your needs, or isn't helping you practice using some tools to deal with this exact kind of emotional discomfort. Um, Very much in my past sessions with therapists, I felt like they weren't listening or Mm -hmm. they weren't giving me the answer that, you know, I mean, everybody's going to give you the answer that they think is best, but it wasn't something I resonated with. But it was not feeling heard, especially as a person that's a child of six out of seven, and I really you know, overall, I really desire to be feel heard and seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a very big deal breaker for me. Yeah. The next one, um, and unfortunately, I've really been stuck at that one. So the rest of these, I'm, I'm just telling y'all because <laughs> I haven't gotten that you deep know, into things. Even though I don't have that exact experience I fully get that because I am the oldest of six and there's a nice little gap between me and my next sibling so I'm so used to being heard that when I am not heard it's a problem Mm -hmm. so I get that um I think part of the reason why I hate the home alone movies is because I feel like Macaulay Culkin like oh. I'm, I'm one child in the shuffle but also i'm just very different to the point where i'm almost a problem oh. <laughs> and so like yeah that i just it upsets me anyways um but his mom did re- redeem herself with Shit's creek i will say that <laughs> hey next up you know Pepe. <laughs> i can't even say it right <laughs> Hello, okay go ahead. um you don't feel as though you're growing Um, After entering therapy, you'll hopefully see some kind of change in yourself over time. It's not instantaneous as much as we would like to, we being me, 
Um, it depends on the kinds of issues you're trying to work through, the form of therapy in which you're engaging, how dedicated you are, how proficient your therapist is, how often you see them, and more. There's no hard and fast rule for how long it takes for therapy to feel like it's working, but you should generally see some growth or change from therapy rather quickly. Even if it is me telling everybody in my life, my therapist said it. Because <laughs> I tell sweet. everybody. <laughs> I, I am not crazy and my therapist said so. <laughs> so my therapist said, you making me mad. <laughs> I don't have to talk to you right now. <laughs> she didn't say that. But still. <laughs> Um, the next one is you don't trust your therapist. One of the main points of therapy is to open up. If you find yourself holding back from telling your therapist about your thoughts or behaviors, it can impede your mental and emotional growth and create an ill-fitting dynamic. I will mm-hmm. say part of the thing with me is like just the way I grew up. I just, I don't like people judging me. So I don't always tell the truth. <coughs> most of the time. So especially when it comes yeah. to like mental or those those forums I mean they're like how often do you drink I'm like occasionally yeah. <laughs> if the occasion yeah. is daily <laughs> <laughs> I drink socially my dog is What's around <laughs> I only think of you on two occasions <laughs> that's day and night <laughs> yes oh. so trust is very important it's mm-hmm. I should feel like it's a safe space uh, once I start, you know, fibbing about what I'm doing and how I'm doing. I know it's not a good space for me. And I know that me not telling the truth is not going to solve any issues. (laughs) So um, the next one is it's almost impossible to see your therapist regularly. Um, It's also logistical. So if you can't... um schedule time with them um that's also a really big issue um i don't have that problem it's probably my fault because i'm usually busy with work and all the other things (laughs) so setting time aside to do that is probably it's that's my fault so (laughs) i used to cancel appointments with my therapist Mm -hmm. because i didn't want to I, I didn't want to own up to what well because she would give me assignments and so I didn't want to mm-hmm. I didn't do it so I don't want to talk about it and sometimes those assignments was like I had to go to a social gathering that weekend <laughs> <laughs> so because I didn't want to face her or I didn't want to you know I would cancel appointments and she caught on to that so fucking fast mm-hmm. <laughs> my thing is they give me worksheets I'm like y'all y'all really think I'm gonna sit down write this thing down okay fine i wish (laughs) i had gotten worksheets i had to go be around people (laughs) um speaking of remind me later about no i will tell you now okay so they said the mood (laughs) is in cancer and they said that it was going to bring feelings of introvertedness which is hilarious because I went to my first chapter reading in person yesterday and I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> I want to not talk to people, <laughs> which is odd I for saw, me. That is odd for you. But I tell you what, also, I saw something that said there are multiple planets in retrograde right mm-hmm. now. And I thought, this is why Doi. <laughs> <laughs> because Doi has been like, something is happening. I don't know what, <laughs> but it's something. Everything is broken. But uh, yeah. 
I've been talking to my friend that's very in tune with the Zodiac and also ADHD, also from Mississippi. We just we just sync on so many levels, it's weird. But um, I've tried to rethink this retrograde <laughs> as a time for reflection and dealing with all the shadow issues that come up so that on the other side, I am a brighter human being. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> lastly, your therapist isn't sensitive. Oh, not lastly. And next, your therapy isn't sensitive to the differences in identity between the two of you. You might be seeing a therapist whose diff- identity differs from yours in nearly every possible way without it being much of an issue. But if you're in therapy to discuss aspects of your identity that your therapist doesn't share, such as your race, gender, or religion, your therapist needs to bring an extra level of awareness and sensitivity to your sessions. I will say the previous therapist, she was, while we say share the same religion, I don't want to talk about religion in my therapy sessions. Mm -mm. I just don't. I made that very clear. (laughs) I did not want any religious base. I don't want that. Yeah. I got plenty of pastors and deacons in my family. If, If I need the Bible, I call my granny. I don't, I don't need that. I don't want that. Yeah. Because all my life I've been told to pray about it. Mm-hmm. I don't need nobody. I don't need to pay nobody to tell me to pray about it. So. Um, they bring up a definite um, example of Luis. He's Puerto Rican, so he talks with his hands. He also happens to have ADHD. And said that a former therapist routinely interpreted his hand gestures as fidgeting rather than an expression of his culture. I will mm-hmm. say just generally all that I do in terms of ADHD sometimes is always so seems or is deemed as unprofessional mm-hmm. and I'm like it's just me <laughs> it's just yeah. how I operate <laughs> also I think Americans are really into looking people in the eye and I don't think that's a huge thing in Africa <laughs> or in Nigerian culture <laughs> Americans what I well, I just feel like they don't always have a grasp of what is appropriate eye contact. But mm-hmm. anywho, um, that was very important to me. I I had I'm gonna tell you what helped me decide to start seeing a therapist. My friends sharing their experiences with seeing therapists. Mm-hmm. Even though I work in a profession where I'm constantly hooking people up with therapists. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my friends suggested at the time she was like, "Well, I." My therapist is white because I want to hear from someone from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, Mm-mm. like that may be what you need. And if that's what you need, you know, you do what you need. But I need to freely mm-hmm. be able to say how these white people make me feel. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to freely say how I feel. And if I need to call somebody a nigga, I want to be able to call somebody a nigga. I don't. I, I, I didn't need that. So it was important to me that I have a black woman. I would say I said something to my therapist and she always got more mad than I was. I'm like, right, right. <laughs> I'm like, my man, let's bring this back. <laughs> uh, okay. So next up, your therapist isn't respect, receptive to constructive criticism. I'm not there yet because like I said, this is the first therapist I've liked and have engaged with or I made a point to engage with it, but you should feel comfortable bringing up constructive criticism with your therapist. For example, that it makes you feel unimportant or rushed when they consistently start appointments late. 
I don't feel like that because I'm always late. And in fact, it makes me feel better when they're late because <laughs> that gives me time to prepare my heart and mind. So, <laughs> but in good therapy is a deal that your therapist doesn't get mad at you and thanks you for speaking up for yourself. Yeah. And lastly, like I said, cannot relate at all right now. You feel as if you no longer need therapy. Um, We're not always ending therapy because it stopped working. Maybe we're ending it because it has worked. If you feel as if you've learned all that you can from your therapist, it might be time to discuss leaving therapy altogether. I can't relate. (laughs) Okay, so... um, Let's get to the point of talking about breaking up with your therapist. Instead of just ghosting, try bringing up issues you're having to see if you can solve them without moving on to someone else. Uh, not me. But <laughs> they do say talk to them first. Um, I was like, I think I was talking to somebody. I was like, uh, but I don't want to book a whole session where I have to pay them to break up. But you can always email them. <laughs> uh, the next thing is... Um, I do say actually there that it can be comforting to check out another therapist before moving on to make sure you're covered. It really depends on how acute the issues are that you're dealing with. If it's an acute situation like separate serious depression, it's going to be really important. Um, so it just, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know there. I mean, it's like, it's like a dude that you're not like working out with, but he's good on paper and they're like, well, just try to, you know, make it work you know that's how i feel about that whole paragraph so i'm gonna ignore that one (laughs) next up break up your therapist with an actual conversation if you've been seeing them regularly for over a month honestly this part is a lot like any relationship with someone you're dating the length of time you've been together determines a lot about how you should break up with them that's all i have to say about that one (laughs) the month seems pretty short to me like Mm -hmm. If I've only been seeing you a month, I ain't gonna lie. I might ghost my therapist. A month? Mm-hmm. Especially, and I guess because when I was regularly going, I was going every other week. So I wasn't going every, like, I'm, Same. a month? Mm-hmm. Girl, I don't even really know you like that. Uh-uh. So they do have <laughs> suggestions of what to say. Um, they say, I want to end our work together because I have different goals right now. Eh. I really appreciate the work we've done together. I'm realizing I need something different now, but I appreciate your willingness to help me, which is probably why I'm going to copy and paste my message to her. Um, (laughs) I think I've made a lot of progress in our time together. I feel like it's time for me to move on. And a few weeks ago, I mentioned, insert concerns here, I don't see enough of a change for it to make sense that we continue our sessions that is a level of violence that I will never be able <laughs> to address anybody with. <laughs> um, I mean, but yeah, like, um, and they were saying that was within a session, but they said if you've only been seeing them a few weeks, you can also do it via email or phone call. Um, but they are also said maybe you should mention your concerns um, instead of just deciding not to see them. But at the end of the day, remember that therapy is for you. Uh, like That's I right. said in, earlier in the episode, we're, we're paying these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you wouldn't pay, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your oil change specialist to like halfway fill your tank with oil. Like you got, right. you got to do the whole job. And I think if we start to 
put that same rigor and expectation on medical professionals, I think we will a have better um, relationships with our healthcare and our health. And I think I just think we just have to do it, and we have to mm-hmm. be av- our biggest advocate when it comes to health and just ourselves in general. Yep, agreed. So, uh, um. I did want to wait. I, 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 I'm dead. This Go is ahead. on topic. Okay. I was like, it's on topic, but it's a little off topic. Um, because several times you mentioned like ADHD. Mm-hmm. So I was at a conference this past week mm-hmm. and which you can have issues with both things, but I'm starting to think that maybe my issues are more executive function and less ADHD. And I just want to share that. And that executive function sat within the ADHD issues. Yeah, like you can definitely have both. um, But I I really think I have more issues with executive function. So I think that is going to shape. I think that will shape more when I'm looking for a new therapist or how Mm -hmm. I'm looking for a new therapist. Um, I, so I did the opposite of you. I was leaning heavy on wanting to focus on CBT. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I didn't want to talk about trauma. I didn't want to deal with trauma. It ain't none (laughs) of your business. Just teach me how to get over it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's just not, that's, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. So, when I look for someone new, I will be more honest about, um, you know, what probably needs to happen. But I think that I will, I, I think I want to explore more the executive function part mm-hmm. than the ADHD part. Because a lot of those things that we talked about in the conference, like, that's me mm-hmm. more so. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my self-diagnosis. We'll have to do a PLD on that. Please, I would like to know more about executive function. I already made a note about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I already made a note about it. Yeah, and and I will say at the end of all of this, we are like the the net of all of our experiences. And Mm -hmm. a lot of time our experiences color how we experience what we need in this world. And so, like you said, you know, we can have and what we need changes. But, like, at this moment in my life, I need to be heard. I need to be taken seriously. I need people to not know. Like, even with ADHD, like, that was a lightly gaslighting experience. Because I tell people, I'm like, I think I have ADHD. They're like, no, you don't. I'm like, how do you know? (laughs) Like, how do you know? So, I mean. Yeah. And a lot of people are just, you know, not even meaning to be, but just misinformed. Even a lot of people who should know better. Mm -hmm. Like, your medical doctor. You mm-hmm. should know better. Yeah. Um, or my so therapist. My past it's therapist. Anoth- <laughs> it's another issue where mm-hmm. you are unwell and having to advocate. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, all right, Julia. Let's move to our favorite part of the show. The buy you a I have something. Okay. 
I would like to buy a drink for me colored band-aids. Okay. <laughs> I just, you know, it's nice to have a chocolate, yes. a chocolate band-aid to match with my chocolate. <laughs> yes. Because nude you know is what? very skin tone focused. <laughs> Say what now? I said nude is very skin tone focused and not a peachy color. I hate the color nude. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my nude is not the same as the next person's nude. Right. Let's be nude neutral. (laughs) Yeah. Or no, nude inclusive is what I meant to say. Yes. Let's be nude inclusive. All nudes matter. (laughs) All nudes matter. So, um, this week, I am buying a drink for my baby brother. He was the baby of the family for a very long time. Uh, but it is his birthday this week, so I am buying a drink for him. You are now an old man, sir. Happy birthday, um, brother. <laughs> and um, that's it, other than a drink for everybody. But you know, making it. <laughs> we are making it through several marmalades and Metrograde's. Oh, which, oh, by the way, um, people were leaving orange marmalade sandwiches at the Queen's like tributes. And the people were like, please don't do that. And I'm like, A, I hate orange marmalade. B, I don't really like the queen. So I would leave extra sandwiches. <laughs> All I can think of is the rats that that's going to attract. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> people have really been like, really just. <laughs> so for a certain generation, mm-hmm. I-, I make a lot of excuses for a certain generation of mm-hmm. people like older people Mm -hmm. who feel like you have to be oh you need to respect the dead and you need to da 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 a a certain and I I mean you shouldn't I I shouldn't make excuses for older people but certain generations Mm -hmm. uh, okay I'm gonna let you slide Mm -hmm. but some of y'all are real out of pocket trying to tell niggas what to do let me tell you something (laughs) if the shit is funny I'm gonna laugh yeah if you don't find it funny, you ain't got to laugh. <laughs> it is something about fucking internet culture that makes people feel like they got to respond to everything. Bitch, I don't care about your opinion. Right. This shit is funny. Mm-hmm. I'm laughing at everything. Light that bitch up. Are you serious? <laughs> Light that bitch up. I'm going to laugh about it all I will, because it is funny. <laughs> I will say this is how Black Twitter ruined Beyonce for me. So they were doing like clips <laughs> of like responses to the queen and they're like Meghan Markle when she found out about the queen it's a clip of Beyonce saying dead ass. I'm like fuck y'all. <laughs> 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 and I must say this for the most part in general for the most part I do not celebrate anybody's death. But typically, that's because I have respect for their living family or whatever. Not necessarily mm-hmm. for that person. But my thing is, I don't give a shit. If it's funny, I'm alive. And I have seen people die online and other people say things that I found a little distasteful. Mm-hmm. But I kept that shit to myself because it didn't matter. And since I didn't like it. I did not physically like it. Mm-hmm. That's literally all it takes. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, keep scrolling and move the fuck on. Mm-hmm. 
but you don't get to tell people how to feel about a motherfucking oppressor colonizer. You don't, right. you don't get to do that. And that's why I and tell if that's people. how people feel. That's how the fuck they feel. And we're going to get these jokes off. That's one thing we're going to always do. I was like, both of my parents were born in colonized Nigeria. <laughs> I, I'm i not going to say it. Like, she, and even like as recently as Megan, if she really felt a way, she could have stopped that and she didn't. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I laugh at the jokes. I'm not like pissing on her grave. Cause the age she's not buried yet. <laughs> like, Girl, this morning, <laughs> this morning I was like, Jesus, can y'all please put this woman in the ground? She tired. I'm like, she ain't steak yet. Oh no! Shit. Like her, her husband has been in a vault waiting for her so they can be buried together. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> like y'all really want me to feel bad about a bitch who married her husband? I what do you Mm-mm. what do you want from me? I love the Targaryens. That's the closest incest I'm going to deal with. I, I love the Targaryens. I don't know what to tell you. Mm. But, like, you just can't tell people how to feel. And and stop making black people feel like they have to be soft with mm-hmm. their oppressors. Mm-hmm. I saw a tweet that had, like, this map. And they were saying that it was only 20 countries in the world. Mm-hmm. That England had not colonized. Every six Hell. days, a country celebrates their independence from England. A year. Every six Listen, days. Listen, I had no idea that it was as small as 20. I would have thought, I mean, I had no idea that it was as big as 20. I really would have thought that they colonized every planet, on, everywhere on the goddamn planet. Because mm-hmm. they tried. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, oh, 20? Oh, hell, I didn't think that many got away from them. And I saw a picture <laughs> of her, like, when she was younger, and they're pointing out all the, like, jewelry and shit she stole from, like, stones and stuff she stole from everybody, mostly right. Africans. So. Like, at, like there were plenty times, because, bitch, you ruled a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't nobody sat on the throne as long as you did. You you moved, you ruled just about as long as the good King Jaharis Targaryen. And you could have... <laughs> You could have at some point said, you know what? These are blood diamonds. This is wrong. At some point, you could say, you know what? This artifact in this music, we stole this shit. Mm -hmm. Let's give it. Like, you ain't do none of that. Mm -hmm. You didn't give it back. You didn't offer no reparation. You know what? I'm not even going to waste my time talking about that. All I'm saying is, if shit is funny, I'm going to laugh. And I will. And it's that on that. Long and hard. And I'm ready for her ass to be in the ground because I'm tired now. <laughs> I'm tired. Every time I turn around, like, I can't even watch the news in peace. <laughs> Why? Why? Why is American news covering this so much? I must say, like, that's our former colonizer. I don't understand what America, apart from the fact that they like white people. I don't understand why America so... Because you don't, because maybe if it's white on white crime, it don't count. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, and a part of me, and so here's the thing, too, to just oppose this. I am a person who requires routine and I require consistency. Mm -hmm. So when something changes, I don't deal well with change. Mm -hmm. So I did feel uneasy when she died. And I don't know why I felt that way, because there's a, I mean, there's a line of secession. We know who's going to be next. But that change for me did make me feel like, ooh, ooh. 
But once again, I don't give a fuck about her, and I'm going to laugh at what's funny. Like, <laughs> so I get people feeling like, I get if you're like me, and you can't say, like, girl, not this last pope that retired, but the one before him that died. I think John Paul, when John Paul died, I was sick. <laughs> and people at work were like, are you Catholic? I was like, no. But what if, like, I didn't give a fuck about him. I didn't give a fuck about him. But what if something happened in the world and we ain't got no pope? <laughs> like, that's how my brain works. Yeah. And so I don't like change. But at the same time, Fuck them niggas. <laughs> I don't care. Somebody. We have really showed our talents and our comedy with this one. We yeah. really have. It is really a have. top five. Like, nothing's going to beat the nigger Navy, but it was top five. <laughs> nothing's going to beat the nigger Navy. <laughs> <laughs> it's nigger Navy. It's Drake with Meek Mill. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I don't know what number three is, but them the top two. Yeah. I will say, yeah, some... Just gird your loins. I heard the psychic that predicted her death also said that um, Prince Charles is not going to be around for long. Like, maybe a year. Good. <laughs> and honestly, I've already told myself that. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, at least he ain't going to be around here long. Mm-hmm. And it ain't like William that much better, because he not. I really got a fuck William attitude. I really do. I do, too. We spend too much time talking about these people that we don't like. Right. <laughs> tell, me, tell the people how to talk to us. <laughs> okay. We are on the Instagram. is Poor Life Decision. One decision because we're changing them one at a time. We're mm-hmm. also on Etsy is the very same thing. Uh, we're also on Twitter as PLD Pod. Chris keeps it lit with the leap. Chris mm-hmm. keeps it lit with I the TV it. tweets. <laughs> I just come in with some random shit. <laughs> uh, you can also email us if you have a poor life decision we definitely are a pod for the people so you can always email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com uh, we would be really excited to do an episode for you about the things that you want to talk about oh man um, again just want to reiterate check out that Etsy shop y'all it's time it's time we got we got your koozie, as Doyen would say. Mm-hmm. We've got your cups. We've got, listen, really it's a one-stop shop for your holiday shopping. So just mm-hmm. come on and, and check us out. Um, I also urge you to go to either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave us a glowing review and be sure to hit those five stars so others do not work. Take a screenshot, drop it in our DMs so Doyen can send you a cute, cute sticker. And as always, talk to us because we talk back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really enjoying. I'm really enjoying seeing the black community come together to enjoy Hot D House of the Dragon. I'm really enjoying it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it, and I like the way we all have the same sentiment about like what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The diaspora is strong. I'm just going to say It's that. so strong. I love it so much. I love it so much. Um, so, yeah. We are preparing to go into the dark, gloomy season. This not daylight savings mm. time. So, go ahead and start mm. taking your vitamin D. Um, enjoy the sunshine while you have it because it's about to leave us. 
It's to be sad. Y'all know I like the dark, so I'm excited. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. but we all still need some vitamin D. It's good for your immune system, D. too. So even if you're not depressed in the dark like me, um, definitely at least take it for your immune properties and such. I'm still depressed. I just like being depressed in the dark better than I like being depressed in the light. <laughs> it won't <laughs> always be tight. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Okay. Anyways, bye. <laughs> uh, once again, we love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure you use your sunscreen. Oh, speaking of, quick thing. I I tried the Rihanna soap, the new uh, bar soap. Mm-hmm. Um, It's all right. <laughs> I think I think you would like it on your face. Okay. It is not drying. Um, I actually do like it on my face a lot more than on my body, simply because I do want more of a fragrance on my body. Mm-hmm. Don't like a lot of fragrance on my face. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not easy to pick up. Like, it's a wheel. And let me warn y'all ahead of time, that cute little holder that you see it with, you got to buy that separately. Mm-hmm. I, I bought it because I'm a sucker. But <laughs> you have to buy that separately. Um, but I like it. I think you should try it. I think you'd like it. Alrighty. I will. Um, yeah. I'm dealing with the dry patch on my face. This hyperpigmentationing, And I don't know yeah. what to do. And it keeps coming back. Like, it'll go away and then it'll come back. Because it's just rude. Almost, yeah. It's just rude. Anyways. <laughs> okay. We love y'all. Bye, y'all. We love y'all. Bye. Presidential, roll it, RM, wait. Whenever I find time, it's okay. ATL, Jacob, ATL, Jacob. You pray for my demons, girl, I got you. Every time I step on call, damn.